Welcome to this week's Connect Life Word Session, brought to you by Victory in the Word Outreach Toronto. In these Word Sessions, it's all about connecting our lives to the Word of God so that we can live out our faith in really practical ways. Together, we are learning how to stand in truth, triumph over challenges, and thrive in purpose, releasing the sound of victory as we go. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Connect Life Word session. Dr. Michelle here with you for another week. We are in the middle of a series called Kingdom Culture 101. And it's like a crash course to help you to understand what it looks like to live in the kingdom of God. Because when Jesus was on the earth, he came with the message of the kingdom. And when we enter into relationship with God, we we access this kingdom we enter this kingdom we are able to embrace all that the kingdom has to offer and also our lives are to be shaped by the culture of god's kingdom as we live in the midst of all different cultures in this world kingdom culture over every culture and as we begin let's give god thanksgiving praise hallelujah god we thank you we thank you we thank you we thank you lord you're working you're working on our behalf you're working in ways we cannot see you're working behind the scenes you're moving the pieces on the chessboard and you lord are you you're orchestrating things to work out for your glory and for our good and so we bless you today for all the things that you know we cannot see we do not know about the things that you're doing behind the curtains those are the things we want to bless you for today you're a good father you're a great god we we pray the peace over our world the peace over uh, our your people and the peace of god over our own lives and we thank you in jesus's name amen amen oh even when you can't see it he's working <laughs> even when you don't know it he's working and this life that we live um, in christ is a life of faith we choose to believe that he is who he says he is. And the interesting is, if we don't choose to believe it, it still remains that he is. But we just get in on it when we, when we believe, we choose to believe that his promises are yes. And in Christ, we can say, amen, it is so, it is so. So our culture, our culture series is here to show us what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, what it smells like to live in the kingdom of God. We will be characterized, we will be distinguished um, by how we think, how we behave, how we speak. If we're children of God, we must take on the character of our Father and of our King. And so for the last few weeks, we've been going through culture, the discussion about being aware of it and the differences between the kingdom's culture and the world's culture. And for for many, I understand this is new. This is new because um, many times we often see our culture as the way the Bible does things. And it's not so. <laughs> God has a culture and we must you know, embrace that and allow that culture to superimpose, to come over ours so that we can truly be identified as his children. And I love to say that when you're in a gathering of believers, you have many people with different cultures. It might be the same geographical region, maybe the same community, but every family has a different culture. And we have to navigate those differences and the clashes that happen sometimes. And whenever there is a contradiction, 
It is the culture, the values, the priorities, the norms of God's way of doing things that must direct our pathway and direct how we will behave and choose to respond in different circumstances. So if this is new to you, that's okay. You can watch the videos on repeat until you get it. Uh, but welcome to this world of understanding the culture. We looked at the question, what is culture? I explained that it is a way of life, a system of beliefs, behaviors, um, symbols, values that we accept as the norm. And we, we convey them through speech, we convey them through action, we have expectation to see them um, wherever we are, and we also communicate them to the next generations as this is the way to do things. And so that is, the in a nutshell, what a culture is. The next question we looked at is why is culture important? And culture is so important because it shapes the way that we see and understand and do life. So you may not have thought about, you know, in, in specifics, your culture, but if I ask you to give me a description of how your family operates or how your city operates or how your country operates, I will see your culture. You may not articulate it clearly, but you can see it because that's how we behave. Culture can shape your character and your personality and Jesus is going to teach us what our priority should be, what we should look like if we are going to access the kingdom of God that he brings to us and live as its members, as its citizens in this world. And you know, it's so important because in his prayer to the Father, Jesus prays for the disciples who were following him at that time and every disciple who would follow afterwards. And he prays so specifically that, you know, he's not asking that the father remove his disciples from the earth because we have work to do here. We are needed here. Light needs to shine in this earth. But he prays that God would keep us in this world, that we would be in it, but not of it. And he says in John chapter 17 that he, while he was with us, he, he sanctified us by the truth and Although he has left the earth, his spirit is here, the spirit of truth who will lead us into all truth. So as his, his spirit is with us, we are going to be able to be in this world and not allow the world's systems and the world's priorities to seep into our heart and consume our lives. But we will be able to live as the kingdom of God citizens in a world that needs the solutions, the change, and the light that we bring. So let me read to you this week from Matthew chapter 5, and I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 4. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now, I read verse 3 because it's a recap of last week, and we, we spoke about the message of God's kingdom. When Jesus came on the earth, his 
message was about the kingdom. And he starts off with repentance, that we must come to a place where we recognize that how we've been doing it, we can no longer do it. And then we must turn in our mind, turn in our decisions and go into another direction. So he preached repentance before he started talking about the actually the details of the kingdom. And now in verse three, it just echoes that sentiment so strongly that blessed are the poor in spirit, those who recognize their need for God. They repel, they reject self-sufficiency where I can do it all on my own. I don't need anybody. They reject that and embrace their dependence on God. And when they do that, they receive the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is theirs because you only access the kingdom, gain entrance to the kingdom through uh, the recognition that, hey, what I was doing is not right. I need Jesus. He is the way into the kingdom. And then when you get into it, you embrace all of it through your dependency on God. Sometimes we want to enter the kingdom one way and then operate in the kingdom another way where we don't need God and we don't check in with him and we don't follow his will. But it's not designed to work that way. We enter and we live in the kingdom with our dependency on God. So you get you get the kingdom when you are poor in spirit. You are humble before God. Verse 4, which is our focus for this week, is blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted, blessed. There is an internal state of joy and peace, harmony, oneness that the world cannot give. This, this comes from God. He gives you that. So the character of the kingdom modeled after the character of the king lets you know that the state of uh, life that he wants for you is an internal being that is at peace and that is in joy. The scripture tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength and the peace that he gives is a peace that passes all understanding. There's a verse that says he is able to keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind stayed on him. So as we journey through all of the ups and downs, the highs and the lows of life, the crises that we face and, and all of that, it can make you want to give up, become very discouraged, depressed and frustrated. And in order to be the light in the world that we are called to be, to really bring solution and to bring hope into this world, we need to be at peace within ourselves. And he gives us to gives that to us. So that is a state of living he has for us. Now, in the kingdom, when you mourn, you are comforted. Mourning, yes, is that state of deep um, despair, of, of something that is lost. You're feeling the sorrow, the sadness, and it's usually attributed to a person who has passed, a loved one who has passed, but it can also be extended to a lost possession or a lost opportunity. And we can mourn for those things, feel their loss so deeply, and it can really affect our souls. The thing about life is that everything on this earth is temporary. It is temporal. Nothing lasts forever. Even the greatest of loves, the best of moments, the best of places, there will be a time when it will pass, when there will be something else. Nothing in this world exists forever. The only thing that exists forever is God. He changes not. He is forever the same. And so 
when we are in this world, in our lives, and we experience loss, there is a mourning, there is a sadness, there is a feeling of, of, of emptiness at times. But what he tells us is that when you live in the kingdom, you don't mourn as if there is no hope. You don't mourn as if life cannot go on because it comes with an understanding that although this earth will pass away and everything in it, this world, this life is not everything that there is. That's one of the things with, with God is that he puts eternity in our hearts, that glimpse of more, that when we come into relationship with him, we recognize that there is another life to live. And we are living this life, enjoying this life, experiencing this life with an understanding that there is another life to live when we see him face to face and we spend eternity with him. So we do mourn. We experience loss, but we receive the comfort of knowing that there is hope, that there is more. I'm just thinking of even with the crucifixion of Jesus, when he allowed himself to be killed, there was loss, there was mourning. But we see that there was a resurrection with Jesus in our lives, we receive resurrection power. We receive eternity. We receive a, a, a life with God that goes beyond our 70 or 80 or 90 years on this earth. So please know today that whatever you are experiencing, whatever loss you are experiencing in the kingdom, there is comfort because there is hope and you have eternity with God. In our times of grieving and sorrow and mourning, we still receive the comfort of the King who is with us at all times. May that encourage you in your week. May that encourage you in your day, knowing that when you we talk about the culture of God's kingdom, there is comfort for you. There is hope. We have resurrection power to be able to get back up again if we lose an opportunity to, to walk into an even greater one the next time. And even when we lose loved ones who are in the Lord, we will, we will see them again in eternity. So may you be comforted in this season of your life. May you know that in the kingdom, God takes care of you. Be blessed as you go this week and may the word of God dwell richly in you. May you experience the power of his presence and the depth of his love. Dr. Michelle signing off for another week. Come back next week as we continue through the Beatitudes in Kingdom Culture 101.